Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Coco Selman online. Coco, how are you? I'm fabulous. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So for those that aren't aware of what you do, why don't you share a little bit about you and the work you do, and then we'll dive into the conversation. Yeah. So um, I do several things. I'm, I'm you know, an entrepreneur for 20 plus years and uh, have had several different um ventures i uh, have i started a healthcare company most recently in 2016 um it was a company called alume home care and uh, i worked with i built a company to to provide around the clock nursing services for med- medically fragile kids and adults and we merged with another larger platform a couple of years ago in 21 and uh we've been integrating and um you know bringing our services to a larger audience and i've stepped into a board role for that and um and as i've continued to to sort of reflect on my experiences uh, as an entrepreneur and uh previous experiences working with entrepreneurs i wrote a book over the last year i'm getting ready to launch that in 24 and um created a platform for entrepreneurs an ecosystem for for for, uh, entrepreneurs called a force for good so i'm kind of doing a couple things right now uh as many of as many of us do right but um that's kind of what i'm up to right now it's beautiful work and so many different avenues we could take i'll I'll start off with the home care side of things and you know this is not news to you but you know our population is getting older and the demands on uh the healthcare system continue to increase and and as as people get older you know they have more needs and if you survey you know, hundred people. I'm guessing you know, most of them would would like to stay at home and not go into a senior care center or things like that. So, the home care services is such an important avenue to approach, and you know, the demand for those services are just going to continue to increase. You know, for the next you know two decades anyway, if not longer than that, because as more and more people get a little bit older and they have some additional needs. The idea is, you know, they 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 heal better and they tend to live better um, if they're home and instead of another facility. Uh, you know, not saying you know nothing against you know senior care centers. You know, they they take good care of you. I've been in enough of them to know, and it's like, wow, you know, can I can I move in here now? And they're like, no, not yet. You know, soon, but not yet. Like, okay, darn. It's like, plus you're still working, you, you know, go back out there. I'm like, okay, but, <laughs> but, but the endless coffee and you know, all that, it's yeah. like, you can do that at home. Come on. But ultimately, you know, the work that you've done is, is so critically important in that Avenue. And I guess, you know, you know, what, you know, what motivated you? Cause I know you've been an entrepreneur for, for a long time, but uh, what motivated you on that particular Avenue as far as uh, the journey you've taken? Well, you know, Michael, it's a very personal journey. Um, I, um, my stepdaughter, Amelia, I, you know, came into her life when she was five 
And she herself is medically fragile and she's 22 now. And um, we've had nursing care at home for her for the last 10 years. And, and really what happened was um, she's, she's quite disabled. She's nonverbal. She, um, she has around the clock care. She always has. Um, she was born very young. She was born at um, 26 weeks rather than the typical 40. Um, so her 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 com- her complexity is is grows over time and when she was about 8 years old um we discovered that she qualified for around the clock nursing care paid for by ins- our insurance our health insurance which was just like oh my goodness thank the lord right and then we went out to try to find an agency to help us and to provide these services, a home health agency. And what we discovered is that this particular area of specialty is not one that a lot of home health agencies actually do. So in our state of Connecticut, where um, where I live, there were um, 170 agencies at the time, and now and there were only three that we're doing this. So we we were able to get care for her, but I thought to myself, wow, this is an area of tremendous need and um and I considered how hard it would be for families that didn't have the time, you know, or many of them, you know, had you know, were d- divorced families, single parents, um often with you know, English as a second language. I wanted to make these services more available to to more families. Um, so that's why we launched Alume and, you know, and have continued to fight that fight. It's become a platform for, you know, advocacy and, you know, uh, helping helping families that are very vulnerable and children and adults who are very vulnerable. And you're totally right that the senior world is you know it's it's a growing and vulnerable state that we're in we don't have enough nurses we don't have enough doctors and we um i believe that business is a force for good and and that when we use our highest and best ideas and innovations and work together on a purpose we can do great things right and and that's that's really like what has driven a force a force for good my my new fl- platform but it's also been the heart of what my original business in alume home care and now all point home care is all about well, it's important work and thank you for sharing that personal journey because yes there's a lot of people that have you know children that you know have some significant needs and you know thankfully you know hallelujah you had the insurance to be able to pay for it because i know it is not affordable um to get those types of services and no uh, and my yeah I'll, i'll add that my company and most companies that do it uh agencies that do it um it's medicaid funded it's it's really it's really for you know it's uh because most most insurance plans don't and um so that's also can be a limiting factor that I found, right? If you're, if you don't qualify for Medicaid, that's also a, you know, a challenge. Um, so anyway, that is, that's a big part of what, what I'm working on still and, um, continues to be a part of what, um, what I look to continue to be involved with going forward. Yeah. Being an advocate for this to yes. create access uh, for people in need and, uh, 
whatever it happens to be is is so critically important and you know great name as far as a force for good because that's that's what it takes it's like you for things to improve and things to change uh, oftentimes we have to use some force hopefully in a peaceful way but you know sometimes being an advocate you have to get a little noisy uh, to get the attention of of all the stakeholders involved to actually you know recognize that this is a huge challenge that we're facing and and approach it in a way that they will start you know moving the things that need to be moved around in order to create opportunities to increase the access to these services you know i worked in healthcare for over a decade and uh, was leading primary care clinics and most of them were in underserved areas so these are areas that didn't have access to a whole lot of healthcare, and it showed in in the health of those you know citizens in those communities and bringing in the access bringing in the mental health care bringing in the foot care bringing in you know partner agencies that could help with financial difficulties and um learning how to cook or clean or just simple things you know because a lot of these areas too you know were were filled with new immigrants and you know where they originally came from things were completely different and just getting acclimated and learning how to navigate the system is you know overwhelming you know for okay. for us that were you know born in the states you know we, we kind of just grew up with it we 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 take it for granted i mean it doesn't mean we're not thankful for it as thanksgiving's coming up but we're you know we're we're we kind of take it for granted because it's just been there and you know, we it's hard for some of us to kind of contemplate that hasn't been the case for so many people and That's it's right. so creating those opportunities and you're bringing in and and getting entrepreneurs involved to you know really make this a backdrop of of what they do and you know i always, I always commend and we have a ton of entrepreneurs that have been on the show and listen to the show and it's it, they're all great you know creating great things and you know providing great services to humanity but you know make sure you have that backdrop as like okay well, you know what good is this creating for people yes. and if you have that as kind of a foundation or you know start with that with a template on everything you do it's like what what good will come of this for humanity or for my community or my neighborhood or even my family or friends what what benefits does this provide it it keeps things in check and it, it helps me you know make sure that i'm working on the things that are actually going to be impactful for for people absolutely and you know um to me having that connection to purpose like what is the purpose that we're bringing what's the higher good that we're delivering through this business whatever business it happens to be it does elevate and transform everybody's relationship to that business right if you're coming to work every day and you're dedicated to getting babies out of the hospital and home to their parents you you do you know you do bookkeeping differently you answer the phone differently you um whatever your role in the organization is it, it transforms and um you know i think right now the, i i know burnout is a big topic right and it's a big topic that you talk about and um i i really believe during the during covid one of the things that we really focused on was purpose because when you're exhausted and you feel like nothing else it's just not worth it purpose and doing something good can be the only thing that can replenish you right 
and keep us moving forward. Um, of course, it has to be authentic and you have to to mean it and you have to back it with values and um and and, and care, really care. But um but I do think it's also um it it, 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 it can it can elevate a whole organization in all the ways possible and and one of the things it can do is help us through burnout, right? Definitely. And when I work with people in teams, yeah, you know, I ask them, yeah, you know, what's your purpose of the organization? Or even if I'm talking to an individual that is not having an easy time at work, and I said, yes. okay, when you, and so let's go back to your first day, you know, right. or when you applied and they said, yes, we want you to come work here. Here's your offer letter, and you signed it. You know, what was that feeling like? Because mm -hmm. I want them to remember that excitement relief whatever the situation might be most of them were excited because they knew that working in this organization would give them the opportunity to do xyz whatever that happens to be yeah and exactly. then i ask them okay what you know are you still able to do xyz yeah it's like okay does it not energize you anymore no it's like okay well let's let's dig in why you know yeah. what what's happening with those things that aren't giving you the excitement and typically it's something external to those things That's that right. they're focusing a lot of their attention on instead of the the art and joy of work of creating they've they've kind of forgotten that that excitement of that and it's and it's easy because we get inundated with all kinds of negativity in the world and life all you gotta do is turn on the news no shortage there um, <laughs> but you know it's you pick, pick your flavor what kind of what do you want you want war you want economy you want the what what do you want you know they're all there all to choose from but going back you, you just like okay it's kind of like you know relationship fixing when you're, yes. you're going through therapy to you know re-energize your relationships whether it's with a loved one or friends or whatever it's you know getting kind of getting back to the basics and i and i use this analogy and maybe not a great one here but this is one of the things i do especially when people are just overwhelmed with everything it's like okay your life unfortunately sometimes ends up looking like your junk drawer everybody seems to have <laughs> one it's a place where i don't know where this goes i'm just going to put it in there eventually right. you have to empty that thing yeah. you know on the table or on the floor wherever it makes sense empty it put the drawer back in and take the time to kind of individually look at things and go okay is this serving a purpose in my life is these thoughts serving right. a purpose in my life right now are these situations are they in my control or out of my control mm -hmm. because we spend so much time trying to fix things that we have no say or control over mm -hmm. and we just we get frustrated because we like to create we like to fix things and when we can't we get frustrated and sometimes you gotta, you gotta let it go and realize okay you know they didn't like that proposal or they don't want to go with that decision all right I'm paid here to do this, this, and this and create. I am here to make an impact because I learned these skills. Let me right. go do them. And, you know, passion and purpose is, is critical. But one thing I do see, especially with entrepreneurs, is they kind of have to harmonize things and understand their own you know, gas levels in the car, or if you're driving mm -hmm. an electric car, you know, what charge are you at? You know, how much do you got? Because you don't want to run it to empty because then, then you're on the side of the road and you're not doing anything. Um, doesn't matter if you're driving a gas or electric, it, it both, both happen. But ultimately you have to, again, reconnect to what that purpose was, kind of right. clear out the rest of the noise and then 
all of a sudden you're like, you know what? It's actually not that bad here. Yeah. A lot and that's usually the case. Yes. Love your thoughts on that. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. I I I fully agree with that. I when I think about um the access piece, you know, and at 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 a, at a Lume, we focus a lot about how many, you know, bringing on new patients, bringing on new families. We focus a lot about um each patient what it is that they that they need and and how we can deliver remarkable care to them how can how can, can we create a moment for them that elicits joy elicits something positive um and also how can how can we support our team members right because the team members are going out nurses going into the home we want to make sure they feel remarkably cared for. And um, so that's also such an important piece of the puzzle. And and uh, I really believe that as, as organizations, we create the best businesses that are most sustainable, profitable, scalable, when we align around concepts and ideas that matter to people. And it, it just, it just works. And being able to, um, put those values into place for everyone, right? And, and is, is, is super valuable. I, I, one of the things I've, um, enjoyed over the years, again, as in my healthcare business, I work with, with lots of women who happen to be, you know, many of them, uh, are single moms, kids working multiple jobs. And I think about my own mother, right? I, I come back to that experience when I was a kid and I was, um, my mom was waiting tables and you know, I remember her going to night school to become an accountant, which she be later became, um, working so super hard to just put food on the table. So for me, you know, um, providing a community that, my team members can thrive is is just as important as providing a community where patients and their families are doing well. It's equally important. It's one leads to the next. And um, so I, I'm driven by that. And you know, and now in force for good, it's it's really about helping other helping entrepreneurs identify for themselves what are those, Okay, so I'm I'm selling cupcakes. If that's my my business, what is it about cupcakes that that what is the higher value that I bring to the world? Or if it's a software or technology, what is it? What is it, the the joy or the relief that I want to elicit in each user or each person who has the experience of it? And and what's the culture I want to build? And how does that align with with the the outcomes I want to I want to create? And Boy, oh boy, when you ask somebody on your team to, whether it's fill an extra shift or make an extra cupcake or spend time to create a, a better product or program to, to launch, if they're doing it because they feel a deep sense of connection and alignment that, that what they are doing matters, people, people perform better and they're happier. <laughs> Right. It's, it's that like we think happiness is, is the, is when we get the things we want, but really it's, it's when we're doing what matters and when we feel like we're engaged in a, um, in work that matters, like you were saying, you know, so being able to help people connect to that, be able to, um, 
always feel a, one, one of the big challenges I think everybody faces right now that's related is making sure people feel acknowledged and appreciated for the, the good work that they do. And um, with a lot of virtual, still very virtual environments out there or shifting and changing, um, it's finding ways to make sure the only reason you're not reaching out to somebody on your team is because you've got something to tell them they did wrong, right? How to create that that um, culture of, of acknowledgement and appreciation and joy between each other, um, expressing joy and appreciation to to one another and to our customers. Um, it's 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 I think it's worth worth it's work worth doing, right? Most definitely. And it reminds me of an organization I was helping out not too long ago. It was still towards the the pandemic stuff had eased up a little bit, but there was still some restrictions. And, you know, I would periodically just contact each of uh, the team members yes. and, and, and ask them, you know, so, you know, how are things with you? And then they'd say, I'm good. And then they'd start off on, yeah, I'm working on this and this and this. And I'm like, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, we'll save time for that in a moment. I don't, I don't want to talk about that right now. I, I want to know how you are doing with all the things that are going on right now in the world. Are you okay? Is everything good? Any issues finding things, you know, cause so supply right. chain issues and all that. It's like, uh, what about this? Uh, have you, are you, are you finding anything difficult to find in the grocery stores? Cause we can talk with other people, you know, in, in the organization and see in their local markets, if they find some stuff and we can, you know, coordinate something so you can find, toilet paper or whatever that whatever it be. is right mm -hmm. and, and and afterwards they would say you know what that just it changed everything yeah and just by asking them how they were doing really asking mm -hmm. not that mm -hmm. small talk elevator you know awkward conversation kind of thing it's just know oh, how are you doing mm -hmm. and when they did that what that did was you know it put a little extra spring in their step. Yes, didn't diminish that there was challenges going on in the world, but when they did their work, they appreciated it more because they knew that they had somebody that cared about their well-being first and foremost. The work's, the work's the work, okay? You know, we, we'll get that done. Don't worry about that. We'll get it done. Um, hopefully good. Uh, and don't hurt anybody. But ultimately... <laughs> right. Yeah, especially if you work in healthcare, please don't oh, yeah. make a, please don't make mistakes. That, that that's one of those professions you make a mistake, you know, people could be um, viewed instead of seen, and that's we we want to try to avoid that if we can. Um, you know, their time will come, but not by us, please. You know, if at please, all possible. yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That, the paperwork, <laughs> the paperwork involved, Ugh, it's the worst. Uh, but end of day, it, it's we're in. Entrepreneurs, if you in this, you know, obviously, I'm pretty sure you agree with this. Yes, we're in the serving business. We're trying to create a product or service to serve people. But if you have caring as part of that, like mm -hmm. in the example you gave a moment ago was great because, like, okay, my product is this, or I speak about burnout prevention. Why do I care about that? Why is that important to me? Mm -hmm. Because I, I know personally what burnout can do to you. I also have seen it in others. I know what it robs people of, of, mm -hmm. you know, their, their wellness, their well-being, their productivity, which impacts society, all of these things. So it's like, yes. here, here's what it looks like. Here's some steps you can do to kind of get back to a, a normalish state. And here are some steps that you can start implementing so you don't have to deal with it again. 
It's mm-hmm. easy, but it's hard. I know. But ultimately, in anything we do, here's a product, you do this and make this easier so you can do this easier or have more time to do this. It's it's all about helping people kind of, you know, shift their how they spend their time in a lot of things. And it just makes it better for people. You make people's lives easier. Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they love you for it and mm-hmm. they're, they're thankful for it. And that pays dividends going forward for everything that they do. Fully agree. Fully, fully agree. Makes a, it makes a big difference when you have that connection to intention and, you know, whatever it is you're doing has a different experience when it's lined with that knowing of the intention, somebody cares about me, that I'm doing what I'm doing, I feel seen, I feel heard, and uh, and what I'm doing is valuable and appreciated. Definitely agree. So, Coco, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and all this amazing work you're doing? Uh, you can find me at www.aforceforgood.biz, and you can come check it out. We're building an ecosystem of founders, advisors, and investors to help more startups get funded and reach exponential growth. It's awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So, Coco, thank you again for your time today. Really appreciate you and and love all this great work you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate the time with you today, Michael. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.